Welcome to I'll Remember That. My name is Drew Beebe, and this show is about the life advice that, for whatever reason, just sticks with you. Each episode, I'm going to share a piece of advice that someone has taught me, but then we're going to reach back out to that person and pick it apart. So let's get into it. Today, I'm sharing some leadership advice, which is... Get the team on your side before you start barking orders. Leadership is so hard. You've got to tell people what to do, but not be a dick about it. And the best leaders manage to find this really important balance between the two. This advice was actually something I observed my friend Eric Osterholm doing. He's one of these insane people who produces documentaries all around the world. So I called Eric up to ask about the advice and learned about the give and take of leadership, especially when dealing with security issues in Afghanistan. Thanks, Eric, so much for joining me on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Drew. It's good to see you. So I wanted to bring up this moment that really stuck with me, and and I thought it was a, a really great example of leadership. Are you, are you ready to go back in time a little bit? I am. I've got my time travel suit on. I'm ready. <laughs> so you hired me on a video team for a CrossFit competition. And one time there was sort of a, a break between events, right? So we were all just kind of talking and hanging out. And it was time for you to basically tell us to kind of get back to work. And it, it wasn't that we were slacking. It was just that, you know, we were taking a break and, and you had to come in and say, OK, it's time to pick up your cameras and get to work. And instead of coming in and saying, all right, guys, let's go. You waited and you listened to the conversation and you told like a little joke, like that was related to the conversation, whatever. And everybody kind of laughed. And then you transitioned into, all right, let's get back on the floor or whatever. And like everybody was totally happy to do it because you came in and you were like part of the group and you were having fun and you didn't come in as this kind of bad, you know, boss. And I, I can't imagine you remember this moment, but I, I'm just curious. Do you remember this this time and that that kind of feeling doing something like that? I, I don't remember in particular, but that's a really interesting memory because I think it's something that repeats itself a lot on a lot of the productions and the work that I have done. You know, you can have a good time while also under a deadline and pressure, you know, get something done, you know, quickly, efficiently and, and, and successfully. It, it seems like you made a conscious decision to try to make sure we were having a good time while we were working. Is that, is that something that you like, you know, you practice sort of universally? Totally. Absolutely. You know, I've done a bunch of high risk storytelling in some war zones and some embed type work with rebels and all that kind of fun stuff. And I think it's crucial that everyone's having a good time. But you, I mean, you're talking about filming in, in like conflict zones and embedding with rebels. How does that translate to a, a good time? I think it's knowing when like things need to get really serious and, and dialed in and, and when you can be more relaxed. And I think, you know, it, it's it's a fine line that you have to feather. And I think if you're too relaxed and too fun, one, you won't achieve anything. And, and two, frankly, like your your team won't respect you. I think if you're too serious, I think you can burn people out very, very, very quickly. Even if you're like giving people space to, to relax, but you're just 
exuding a level of stress and anxiety that like is is tangible, which frankly, there are a lot of directors and producers and, you know, folks that I think sometimes that can happen to them. I mean, that happens to me constantly. I If I'm if I'm leading a project, I'm just like a, a ball of stress and it, it makes for terrible leadership. But, you know, your your responsibility is to get stuff done. And like a lot of that involves delivering orders. How I mean, how do you go about delivering bad news to, to people, but but still not have it come off as like you being an asshole? <laughs> uh, that's I, I don't know if I have the answer to that, Drew. That's like a, that's an existential question. Whatever the dynamic is, whether it's just you and another employee or you and a team member or you and a larger group of people, the goal is to ensure that everyone is aligned in terms of what the end destination is and they feel like they have buy into it. If you deliver, hey, ultimately we were going to get up at 10 tomorrow. I know we had a long day, but we have to actually start at 6 a.m. at sunrise tomorrow to get this done. Like, you know, as long as everyone feels like, look, we're all in it and we're all shouldering this and we're all trying to achieve this, you know, together, I think that that goes that goes a long way. I'm curious if you have any examples of a time when things were really stressful and it was it was sort of hard to get buy in from the group. I distinctly remember multiple times and they're massive learning experiences. And, you know, when a coup starts, it's hard to quell the coup. We were covering a story in Afghanistan and, and I'd been scouting with my producer for probably a week and had really kind of tried to dial in, a, you know, a, a, not only a variety of like, I think, strong creative and characters that were aligned with the story, but also just frankly, like a lot of logistics that unfold on another level when you're in a place that has security concerns. We had spent a week painstakingly dialing that in. The crew flew into the airport. We picked him up. And, you know, I was a little bit nervous, but I felt like I gave a kind of kickoff presentation for us all to be excited. And <laughs> this specific individual, he raised his hand. And I was like so confident it was going to be kind of like a congratulatory comment. But he essentially just like shredded the entire plan, the logistics, the timing, my expectations of their like workload in front of everyone, which really pissed me off. I mean, like there was like the call out, but then there's the fact that he did it in front of like 12 people right out, right out of the gates. It was it was difficult. I still think about that, actually. And um, I litigated it a bit in that open space for a second because I felt like it was it was necessary. And and I probably flipped pretty hard into a little bit a little bit of a harder tone in response. Uh, like I didn't back <laughs> I didn't back down and basically said, look, like this is not Thursday night softball like this is like <laughs> this is the big leagues this is the expectations this is the timing if you if you don't feel like you're up for it like i need to know now that kind of quelled the coup for a second and then i had to then then a lot of sidebarring had to to happen and the reality is i think he was he was he was kind of right in <laughs> in certain ways <laughs> and so i did i did have to like kind of mitigate you know some of the expectations and timing and kind of and did that individually with each team and ultimately i think it yeah, I gained a lot of respect from the team from that, but I was most angry about him bringing it up in front of the group. And I, I've made that, I made that pretty clear. Like, it's like share, share, all concerns are open. The door is always open 24 seven, but don't turn it into a, you know, a massive goat rodeo. So I've got, I've got one last question for you, which is, 
Is there any piece of advice that you've gotten that has stuck with you and, and made an impact in your life? Yeah, there, there are a few, a few for sure. But I think one that may not be the healthiest one, but it's one that I, <laughs> that I live by. And it's set unrealistic goals and hit them on a regular basis. Absolutely, ridiculously unrealistic. Unrealistic timings, unrealistic expectations, and just get them done. Where did you learn that? Who told you that? An amazing, kooky, crusty, old executive producer that I worked for a long, long time ago. I don't know if he just threw that out casually or if it was like a model he lives by, but it's for sure a model that that I, I live by. I think it drives some people crazy and probably... <laughs> family and friends crazy yeah it's probably not a good it's not a good leadership like it, it's it's definitely not a good good leadership motto um but maybe i don't know like it can be taken in a lot of ways and i think maybe it's like dream big it's like hey guys now this is what we're trying to do in this week it's going to be hard we're going to four cities to do like four crossfit shows we don't have enough time it's a big expectation or a, a, it's a big goal with an unreasonable amount of time but we're in it together let's let's do this well, Eric, thank, thanks so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. And, and I also just want to thank you again for showing me that example of leadership. It's an honor, Drew. I'd like to thank Eric for coming on the show. I don't know if I can endorse his advice exactly, but I can definitely vouch that he lives by it. Now I'm going to read some of the advice that you submitted. This one is from Deb. She works in advertising, and she's never forgotten when her first boss told her, it's just advertising. We're not saving lives. Have you ever gotten advice that stuck with you? Let me know. Leave it in a review for this show on Apple Podcasts, and then I'll read one submission on each future episode. Okay, that's it for me. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next one.